Welcome to Dr. William Baker. I'm your host, Dr. William Baker, and this week we're going to continue with uh, Matthew chapter 3. Uh, John the Baptist prepares the way. Uh, that's where we left off uh, last time. Um, Joseph and Mary had escaped Herod. Herod had died, and they were going back uh, home. And they were warned again, you know, Joseph was worried about Herod's son taking over the throne. So then they went to uh, Nazareth and it fulfilled the prophecy, you know, him being called a Nazarene. Uh, so we continue on from there, you know, uh, Joseph, Mary and the baby Jesus. Uh, so we'll Go ahead and uh, start with chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Now, the beginning of this chapter, we can see that it says John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness. Now, when we think of wilderness in this context. It's not a bunch of large trees and, and wild animals like a bear or something like that. We're talking about more of a desert scape. It's rocky. It's hot. It's dry. There's, there's water intermittently spread across the desert. You know, it's a, it's a really tough life. There's bugs and a lot of things in the wilderness will kill a person if you're not careful. And then it says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, a lot of people, when they're talking about the prophet Isaiah and they're thinking about the kingdom of heaven in that time, they were actually thinking about a physical kingdom in this world. And what we're talking about here is the kingdom of heaven in heaven, not of this world, it, you know, after we pass on. <clears throat> so the prophet Isaiah, you know, saying, you know, the voice of one crying in the wilderness Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So that's John's, what John is doing. That's his job, more or less. You know, he's trying to prepare everyone for when Jesus comes. So everything is ready, you know, for Jesus to go ahead and, and start in his role that he was, that he's here for. Uh, so we're uh, Matthew chapter three, verse four. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Now, camel hair and leather belt around his waist, and he was eating locusts and wild honey. Now, we've already said this is a dry, hot wilderness. So, yes, he's, he's not a wealthy man. You know, he's got a camel hair garment and a leather belt pretty rough and he's eating locust and wild honey which is enough to sustain him 
chapter 3, verse 5. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now they know who John was. They came out to him. They, they, it says that they came out to him. And they were being baptized in the river. Now, the importance of the river and the water. You know, water, when you're going under it, you're symbolizing that you're getting cleansed. You're being cl cleansed of your sins. But then it's also when, when they dip you under, when you're dipped under, when you're being baptized, and you when you rise... It is like uh, passing through, you know, the, the judgment and death. And, and you're, you know, you come out, you're still breathing. You're still alive, you know, because you were cleansed. But not cleansed in that type of water. You have to be cleansed in the Holy Spirit. Matthew 3, verse 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children from Abraham. So there's, you know, he's got the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming out for baptism. Now, I briefly talked about that. The, the Pharisees and the Sadducees make up the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin is the Israeli religious government. The, the Israeli people's, the Jewish people's religious government. Um, the Pharisees were laymen's i guess and, and then the sadducees were you know thought because they did things in the temple hey we've got power but it was the two political factions at the time um jesus was at the time preaching in the temple and stuff and he was a pharisee so you know he was a was a you know in their preaching to the leaders um you know even at a young age you know, and John's telling them, you know, they're a brood of vipers who warned them to flee the, the, the you know, the wrath that's coming. Now, he, he lets them know, don't presume to say, you know, we have Abraham as our father. Just because someone is your father doesn't mean you're covered under it. it it's your actions. And, you know, like, like John says, God's able to, from these stones to raise up children from Abraham. So it doesn't make them safe. Just say, well, he's my father. You know, this is my great-great-great-grandfather, what have you. You can't do that. Your actions determine your fate. Uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 10. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, 
when they're talking about the axe laid to the roots, you know, everybody's is hearing, you know, there could be a lot of trees out there, but we know just like what we see with the trees that are out there, the fruit trees and stuff, some fruits good, some fruits bad, some is rotten. And sometimes you just got to cut that tree down and, and get rid of it. And the Lord's not going to save it just because it's a tree bearing fruit. If the fruit is bad, you know, he's going to get rid of it. Again, it comes back to we determine our fate. You know, are we going to repent? Are we going to do what we're supposed to do? And John is saying, you know, he can baptize you with water. But he's saying who's coming after him, you know, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, that's a big difference, the Holy Spirit and water. It, you can go back into the Bible, and every, every year um, there were sacrifices, and, and it cleansed the individual. But it was temporary. You had to keep doing it. And that's kind of like John. Now, with Jesus, when he baptized you with the Holy Spirit and fire, you're baptized. You don't have to do it every year. You're covered. Matthew chapter 3, verse 12. His winnowing fork in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now think about that. We could start a fire and we could put it out. But God's going to clear out the bad, and he's going to get rid of it, burn it with a fire that can't be put out. You're pretty gone at that point. I would want to make sure that I had accepted the Lord Jesus the Christ as my Savior, confessed my sins, repented, and uh, changed my heart. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, the baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. Now, in that little section there, you know, John saying, who am I to baptize you? You're Jesus. You're my Lord. You know, you should be baptizing me. But God sent his son here as a, a human, to take human form, to take human sin. He has to go through the human condition. And part of that is he needs to be baptized like humans are. It's part of the process. And after that, well, let me not get ahead of myself. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Now, 
some people will say Jesus, God, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, are one and the same. But they're not. It's, it's a little hard to understand at times, but they're not. Um, God having to send his son here, take human form to live, live the human condition. You know, once he was baptized, and, and what did he have to repent of? He's not sinful. He's the unblemished lamb. And immediately... The heavens opened to him. You know, he could see beyond. He had passed part of that human condition, realized it. And he could see the Spirit of God, his Father. And his Father was pleased with him because he knows what he was sent here to do. And he's fulfilling everything just like he's supposed to do so it's not always easy when we know what the outcome is going to be we think we know what the outcome is going to be especially for the unblemished lamb i don't want to get ahead of the bible but you know he takes man's sins into himself and that's got to be scary because you're talking about Jesus, who doesn't know sin, and he has to open himself up so he can accept man's sins. Everything we've done, he feels all at once. It, it, it's got to be overwhelming when you think about it. More than, you know, what we think and can imagine, it's, it's a lot more than that. So I'm going to stop there. That is the uh, end of Matthew chapter 3. And I want everybody to remember, you know, if you've ever thought about accepting the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no time like the present to do that. Everyone, and I mean everyone, regardless of condition, what you think you might be, are welcome to the Lord if they accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior and repent of their sins and change their heart. Don't think that you're beyond that. You know, you're you're beyond help. You're beyond repentance. You're, you're beyond the Lord's reach because you're not. And God's there, regardless of what you've done. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of people in the world who sit there and judge other people and they say oh this person's no good they gotta die or they you know i want i don't like this i hate this person they you know that's not very christ-like but people do it all the time it is very difficult to live a christ-like life we are fleshly beings we make mistakes all the time we should always be asking for forgiveness because of our sins we're, we live in continual sin. And we should remember that when dealing with other people. So, if you've ever thought about that, 
coming to Christ, being baptized, accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. Do it now. Do it now. You don't need to say anything, you know, in your heart, you know, in your mind. To say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Confess your sins. Acknowledge that, you know, Christ rose from the cross. Paid the price for man's sins. And you're going to change your heart. And it can be difficult, and the Lord knows that. And that's why we we have long suffering in the fruits and others. He loves us. He, and the long if he if he didn't have patience with us, our souls would have been condemned. Our spirits would be condemned. So, having said that, I want to wish everyone the best week they can possibly have. You know, when you're out there, keep a smile on your face. Remember, you're not alone. God's with you. He loves you. More people out there love you. If you want to reach out to me, if you have any questions or comments, please come to uh, my website at Podbean, Christian Life with Dr. William Baker, and leave me a comment or question. Um, send it to me. I'll try to get back to you. I hope you enjoyed that, and we'll be uh, starting with the uh, Matthew chapter 4 next time. So let your heart not be troubled and God bless.